Ladies and gentlemen, this week's episode is brought to you by Haircut Killer Products. You can find him at HaircutKiller underscore products on Instagram. Head over to his website, www.haircutkiller.com, and use our code SMOKINGSIP20 for an extra 15% off. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Listen, I don't know what you're trying to do anyway. I was trying to roll up a cigarette. Well, shit, just smoke the weed and get get on with your life, nigga. It'll probably help your back out. You know you hurt your back yesterday. I'm not in here still. I'm just saying. Man, let's get this shit started. Maybe you gotta find it. Don't make me have me taking out my time to do that shit because I didn't want to do it to fucking begin oh, with. Because you. Wrong song. What's your unacceptable for me? Bull, bullshit. Sensitive guy. I say, yo. I mean, 20 now. Got that beef in me. I ain't fucking with it. I like me, uh, Hector. They smoke, and shit, we like me, uh, and shit, they smoke, and shit, I like me, uh, and shit, I smoke, I see, we like me, uh, and shit, they smoke, and shit, we like me, uh, and shit, they smoke, and shit, I like me, uh, and shit, they smoke, and shit, I like me, uh, and shit, they smoke, they smoke, I like me, uh, and shit, we smoke. I smoke, I sip, I'm high, I'm lit, I'm on, yo bitch, she on my dick, I can find any weather, she said she could me better, I said I'm proud of you. I'm your boy B-Bond, your boy Brad D in the motherfucking building, and we the Smoke and Sip Podcast, and we are in this motherfucking nigga! You hear how he said it, though? Did y'all niggas hear how he said it, though? How did I say it, bitch? We're in this motherfucker! <laughs> Are definitely in this motherfucker. Man, I know y'all see this. Let me, let me get this light on. Let me get this light on. service all your podcast needs, mm-hmm. your video needs, mm-hmm. your YouTube needs, mm-hmm. if you want to be a rapper and record an album, wait a minute, I don't know about all that shit, <laughs> hey, we in this, welcome to the new Smoking Sip Studios, man. welcome, welcome, my brother and I, it's been a long journey coming, you know what I'm saying? It's been, a, it's been a long journey, and and one thing that I can say about my little brother, man, is this is a, this is a creative motherfucker, man. He he definitely, when it comes to the, the technology and putting stuff together, you know what I'm saying, he got it. But this nigga can't hang his shelf for shit. Can't do it. Can't do it. And I can't either. So we was trying to figure this shit out, like. <laughs> Look, y'all don't see the other half of the studio. And, and, and y'all will. Y'all will. Because it's hard, nigga. Oh, yeah. It's hard. Oh, yeah. But it took but, a lot of work. Nigga, I was in here sweating. You know what I'm saying? I was in here sweating. Then had to come back later, uh, the, the next day, and hang these posters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure did. You see, you see the posters, though? That's my shit. Stranger Things, nigga. The Mandalorian. Some nerd shit. You know, some nerd shit. Yeah, you you see the goddamn DBZ? He DBZ, and I'm saying it is what it is. Fuck with us or don't. It don't matter to me. 
Whatever. Anyway, we are the Smoking Sip Podcast. We're going to get started. You know what I'm saying? We got a, a nice episode lined up for y'all today. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk our shit, get into our shit, and then we got some special guests joining us later. You know what I'm saying? Where we got into some deep stuff. I mean, we was talking. Smoking Sip be intellectual. Whoa. But nigga, hold up. Pause. Just because we smoking sip don't mean we don't, nigga. We could have that kind of conversation too, nigga. I got two degrees. I almost got one. <laughs> I be saying I be having one on my job applications and shit, but see what had happened was <laughs> this nigga took an online class and didn't finish it. That's what had happened. I'm about two, three credit hours short of a degree, nigga. So I got me a fucking degree as far as y'all concerned. Shit. Alright, so let's let's get started with the shits. Hey, we're going in a different order this week, y'all. The the guests that we have coming on a little bit later for us, we, we did the Dear White People um with them. And it was a, a, a really intellectual, deep, funny, uh it hit all the marks for Dear White People. So so we're gonna save that for uh, the- we have some special guests with us today and uh we are starting a new segment and we really wanna highlight uh, black podcasters, black bloggers, um, black business owners, and these two gentlemen, man, they, they've been rocking with us, you know, since the beginning of May, I say, when we did a podcast with Kayla, uh, talking about the events that were going on in the world, uh, fellas, introduce yourselves. Yo, what's up, people? This is uh, Miss Toss Podcast. I am the poet, Walter LeRae, and that is my dope show. Oh, wait a minute. That is my dope co-host. I've been sipping on Crown, so you know he... <laughs> I've been sipping weight, daughter, but that's my dope co-host, my baby brother. What's up, Angel? What's up, big bro? What's up? Sipping smoke? What's up, man? Oh, man. Oh, man. We chilling. We ain't chilling, man. So, hey, first things first, we want to say we appreciate you, brothers, man. Um, like, like I said, you've been rocking with us from day one. Every time we post something, we, we, we seeing the light, the lights underneath. We, we definitely feeling the love. And when uh, we had this idea to do this, man, I was like, Bryce, we got to get this talk first because they, they've been the ones for us, man. And he's like, no doubt, let's do it. So we here. Hey. No doubt, brother. We appreciate y'all having us on. We really appreciate y'all, and we definitely love y'all podcast. It's been great. And shout out to Kayla got the four one one for oh, introducing yeah. us to the dopest brothers out there, other than ourselves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of black men support each other, man. We got you. Uh, man, I got y'all, man. I, I look at y'all podcast every week when y'all post it, man. Bryce, you be killing me over there, but <laughs> it's all good. Brandon, you know I got love for you, man. I, I love y'all podcast, man. I, y'all keep keep doing what you're doing, man. It's good to see brothers. You know, me and my brother, we rock together, so we know how hard this, this game is, so... And thank you for having us on. We're, we really appreciate it. Uh, we, definitely, yes, we definitely appreciate y'all coming on. We, we rock with y'all, too. And the funny thing about it is, man, it, it seemed like we, me and my brother done flipped, flipped roles. Like, I I was the, the, the extrovert with the jokes and this, that, and the other. And then, now this nigga that came along, and next thing you know, he done you lost audio?
you know, we just let it rip. What's going on in the world? It's basically current events. The reason we call it Dear White People because white people out here fucking up. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> and then when it's us, I'll be the first one to say it's us too. So first things first on Dear White People, Donald Trump want to push back the election, man. Mm. What y'all think? Go ahead, Angel. <laughs> well, <clears throat> here's what I'm going to say. I find it strangely odd that everything that he criticized Obama for for his last term in office, he seems to be pulling himself. So all accusations that were thrown at um, Obama that never were proven to be true, he seems to get away with it. So when, why was it a problem when you say Obama did it and everybody you know, believed it and everybody responded to it on social media, but yet now we see it happening right in front of our eyes and yet this clown gets a pass for it. He got the, he got the persuasion of the Caucasian, man. He white. You know what that is. <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, bro. I ain't never, listen, listen. I ain't never seen a person on trial who intimidated a witness and not get charged with tampering. Right. Mm. right. Mm. That's deep. Well, who, blo- who blocked the witness from testifying. Preach, man. I'm just gonna say, man. I'm just gonna say, man. Now let's not. I mean, but the, the lady he tried to kill over there, and where was it? The Ukraine or some shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you? Uh, are you really surprised that he's doing it? I mean, do y'all not think they're going to try to steal the election anyway? Look, that's what I was trying to explain to my brother. When this, whenever this man say he's going to do something, and everybody got all up in arms, he do it anyway and get away with the shit. So where I'm at with it is. Okay, now I've got to look at this election like this election may be postponed for real. And everybody's mm. like, oh, it's against the Constitution. It's against this, it's against that. This man is doing what he want to do. <laughs> so, well, have, it has never been proven to be pushed back. Even when war was going on, they still held the elections. So, I mean, if he, if he if he actually get away with it, that's the biggest gangster move in history. Well, that's what well, he's I mean, been using he been COVID-19 for. That's, that's, that's the whole issue of COVID-19 has been grossly misrepresented to the point to where like come on guys let's be for real let's 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 talk for real for real everything that this man has done while he's been in office is to dismantle what was established by the previous administration you mean to tell me me that you dismantled the organization that was supposed to be designed to specifically handle pandemics Right before COVID nineteen hits, come on, bro, preach, come on, man, <laughs> preach. Come on now. Listen, if you believe that, bro, I got an invisible leprechaun. I sell you for a million dollars. The crazy thing about it, though, is that the Republicans, and I, I'm neither Democrat nor Republican. I, I, I vote in the best interest of me, my family, and what's going on. I, I say that first and foremost. Likewise, but. but the Republicans, they, they cracking me up at this present time, only because before he was president, they were giving this man the business. Oh, he's not presidential. Oh, he can't, he doesn't know how to run a country. His policies are this, this, that, and the other. Now this man can do no wrong in, in, in the Republicans' eyes. It, it's, I mean, party allegiance is crazy at this point in time because everybody can see what they own two eyes, man. This is nuts. Well, I mean, they, you know, he put money in their pocket. They're the only ones who got money or was able to get their money out when COVID-19 hit. So everybody else took a hit. And then they gave out $1,200 hush money. 
Congressmen sold their stocks. Yep, yep. Insider trading like a motherfucker. One in uh, Georgia did it. It was a, a lady, I forget her name, but she was a congresswoman in Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, yes. right before they crashed the economy, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop. And, Republicans and, and, and Democrats, and, mind you. I'm with you. I'm with you, Angel. And then yeah. he broke everybody off out of the trillions of dollars that he got. He broke them same motherfuckers off some bread. Like, here you go, here you go, here you go. Like, yeah, they love well. They love the Trump. Give me some of them Trump teenies. <laughs> so, so they sent they sent a twelve hundred dollar stimulus check, which is roughly forty dollars a day. I don't know about you, but a grown ass man, forty dollars a day ain't gonna do jack for me. Man, right? I feel forty dollars by myself for dinner when I'm on the road, man. Bruh, but here's oh my gosh, not, yes. here's what people not asking: How did you deplete three hundred and fifty billion dollars within two weeks? Mm. Yeah, there you go, Bryce. Yeah. His daughter so, walking so, around in red bottoms, ain't got a education to back her up. Kanye West out here talking about he want to be president, knowing good and goddamn well that he don't want to be president. He just want to take the vote away from Donald Trump. It's just it's, from Joe Biden. I mean, it's just it's nuts. Well, it's it's uh everything is a play. You know what I'm saying? Everything is, and we're all looking at a play just being you know, just worked out right in front of us. And until we pay attention now, and I'm like, I'm with you, Brandon, I'm not Republican, nor am I Democrat. I, I vote for the best interest because the Democrats just use the black vote. Yeah. Like we're nobody. Yeah. And then you can, you, you know, and that's why you have the lesser of two evils to pick between an old white man and an older white man. Here, here, here's my thing about the Democrats at this point. Like you see, we see this man, like I said, doing whatever he wanted in office. So where mm-hmm. was the Democratic president that was that could do this? Obviously, you could have done this same shit. Maybe you could have got away with whatever you wanted in office, but ain't nobody ever did this shit. Y'all just offering lip service to, to niggas that's going to follow y'all. You know what I'm saying? Right, so because they're not digging in. Go, I'm sorry. Go right ahead, Angel. No, no, you good, bro. But that's the way it's always been. Like What we have to really understand is slavery was never ended. It was just remixed. Yeah. Oh. So that's what we need to understand. And there has been no party that has perpetuated white supremacy more than the Democratic Party. And let me break that down for you. The Democratic Party is responsible for every single program that has single-handedly eliminated the black father out of the household and turned the black woman against the black man. Because in order for her to have her assistance, her wick, her snaps, and all of that, you can't have a brother in your house. Period. Whenever the Democratic Party started the war on drugs, they targeted to take the black fathers out of the house. Now, what people have to understand, in the 80s, there were people that were convicted over grams. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's people still serving time today. I got a cousin there right now. They still do it in Indiana today. The state prosecutor prosecutor in Indiana said, because it's legal in Michigan, weed is legal in Michigan. There you go. Said, if we catch anybody coming across the border, we're going to give you crack years. Said it. Yeah, there you go. There you crack go. years. Yeah, like you, like you so, serve crack. <laughs> so the suburbs get hit with a pandemic with Xanax and they get free counseling, free rehab. Right, right. You flood crack in our neighborhoods and we get jail time. 
Um, well, that's just the that's the premises of it, though, Angel. I mean, it's 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 do as I tell you to do, boy. <laughs> Don't do what I do. Right. And that's the whole thing. Like Bryce was saying, what would the Democratic president? They didn't let Barack do anything. Oh no! They and they and they damn sure wasn't gonna let Hillary get in the office nah. and do anything. They they made sure Hillary didn't they, get in the they, office. Right? No, they weren't gonna let that happen. And that's why the new Republican Tea Party started in the beginning. You know that was driving the Trump, uh, and that's why the old guard of the Republicans did not like Trump. But now, since he's gonna grease their pockets, oh, it's a different story. Hey man, it's smoking mirrors, man. This thing is it's deeper than Nino Brown. It's deeper than Nino Brown. <laughs> well, I, I mean, the, the reason why I wouldn't have voted for Hillary because people need to understand her shady past as well. Beyond the the, the, the you know the the allegations about the email, what people need to understand is that before even Bill Clinton took presidency, the Clinton administration was responsible for the outsourcing bill in the mid nineties. What that outsourcing bill did was allowed for major corporations to kill jobs in the American economy, ship them overseas for pennies on a dollar, and still get stipends back from their government and tax breaks while killing your employment, while putting you in poverty and benefiting off of it three times or four times more. Mm -hmm. So I don't trust a person that, that, look, dude, what we have to understand is that these people are not going to relinquish power. They, no, would sacrifice, they would sacrifice this whole boat before they let us take it over. Well, I, I feel like I feel like they are in cahoots anyway to a certain degree. Oh, of, course. Uh, of course. Like, you know, with the whole Epstein stuff and all that mm. stuff. Not with that. They, all, they all party together to some degree. So it's yeah. like, at the end of the day, we all fuck. That's all I'm going to say. That's why they took their rope in to them say, you can go this way or we get the other way. Right. Hear, I'm waiting <laughs> to hear about the, the little chick. You know what I'm saying? When she gonna hang herself, or when she come up, come up dead. Oh, she gonna come up missing. Yeah, she's she's gonna die. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, that's the, reason, that's the reason why we as a people we gotta stop treating celebrities like they're really leaders because they're part of that group too. Yeah, you yeah. know, celebrities will only speak so much, but when they get to a point where they feel like they got more to lose than to the gain, they switch up. And we got to stop electing celebrities to be leaders, you know, and, and I go on record to say we, this segment is called Dear White People. I'm going to go and throw the rabbi in there that, that did the interview with Nick Cannon. And I'm going to mm. push Nick Cannon in there with it. I'm going to push Nick Cannon in there with it. Because mm. let me tell you something. Nick Cannon shouldn't have apologized. Mm-mm. He said that on our podcast. Hypocrite. He shouldn't have. He, he, can't, he became a hypocrite. Because here's the problem. You, okay, you said some things that maybe you misfired when you said it. That, that caused to hurt people, but when you apologize, you then recanted everything that you said that was actually factual when it came to black people being the real Hebrews. But then you took it the, the insult to injury by allowing this rabbi to get on your show, your platform, and to speak heinous lies on Farrakhan. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute, hold on. Didn't you get a, a really cue for doing the same, but you just allowed this white man to come on your podcast and do the exact same thing that you got in trouble for doing, but you gave him a pass to do? Man. Dude, if that ain't buck, if that ain't buck breaking, boy, I you ready to be? What are we talking about, man? Let's talk this Rick Ross and Two Chains, bro. Oh, you know what? I I do want to talk about this shit, boy, because Two Chains is my nigga, bro. I love me some Two fucking Chains, my nigga. 
that's my guy. When it comes to music, and I'm like, man, what can I listen to today? I'm sure going to throw some 2 chains. And you know the first song I'm going to play? But watch out a little bit. Hey, that's that shit right there. Now watch out, boy. What? Man, that's that shit right there. So here's my deal. Like, I'm not as big um, as a 2 chains fan as you could. And here's why. I just don't feel like as an artist, no, no, you didn't take it there. Yeah, as an artist, nigga, I don't feel like he has, he hasn't reached the pinnacle that Rick Ross has reached. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, Two Chains that just dropped so many albums and mixtapes, and they all, and all of them are hard. Are all they? of them are hard. I swear. Come on. I swear man. to you, all of them are hard. Rapper Come go to the league. That shit was hard. Come on, man. Holly Grove. Hard. My one of my favorite albums is Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. That shit is the hardest shit. Come on, man. And then the mixtapes. Let's not even talk about the mixtapes, nigga. Come on, man. But is he on Rick Ross's caliber though? I Honestly, believe, I think he is. Two Chains makes some classic shit, bro. And that, that's what I'm saying. Niggas don't niggas don't think about Two Chains like that. Because he Chains got some shit, bro. Come on, man. Freebase? What is that? Oh, nigga, look it up right now. You got to play that shit. I can't. The internet messing up. Oh, we can't play shit. Yeah, it's, so that's Yeah. So, well, Two Chains got some shit. Freebase, if you don't know, it's a mixtape of his. Came out a little bit ago. It got uh, Richard Pryor on the cover. Uh, Richard Pryor doing the intro and shit, talking about how he was free basing and he got to talk about what happened to him and shit. But the, but when, when we're looking at discographies and stuff, man, Rick Ross got put two chains right up there with him. Come on, B. You don't listen to chains like that, though. But I listen to Ross, and that nigga ain't missed the mark yet. Neither has chains. That shit right there, boy. That's that shit right there. Come on, man. I'm Yo. I'm a nigga with me. I'm a nigga with it. I'm a nigga ballin'. All my niggas athletic. All my niggas A1. All got street cred. I'm a nigga ballin'. All my niggas athletic. That shit hard, bro. That shit hard, bro. <laughs> that shit hard. You can't. Hey, you tell me if that shit come on while you ride down the street, you in the whip or something, you ain't gonna turn up? No. Nigga. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But he got more hits than that. And I, I give it to him, B. Like, he got hits. Nah, but he this don't. nigga got albums, bro. You keep trying to say this shit. I'm not going to let you say it. <laughs> I'm not. Because niggas, this happens every verses. Niggas always say, oh, it's going to be a wash. Oh, it's going to be this. It's going to be that. And it turned out to be good, right? I think it's going to be good. But if we go, I think it's going to be a good celebration. But if we go, if we going to look at 20 for 20, the school is gonna be like that, bro. nigga, it's gonna be like 17 to 3. Chains got that, bro. Here we go again. I drunk a foe again. You feel me? Pop a rub, man. Stop counting. Buy everything on the counter. You feel me? Nigga, no. this nigga don't know about no chains, bro. He got the he got the the what's that shit? The land of the free. Nigga, you don't know about no chains, bro. This nigga don't know nothing about no chains. Hold on, man. I'm about to. Let me let me put you on some game real quick. Yeah. All right, we're going back to two chains. Now, if you want to go 
often features. No, mm-hmm. I'm not. Because he got some good features. Just that shit right here. That pass down real shit we coming through right now. Probably. But that's that shit right there. Plug hook phone up to the damn Bluetooth, nigga. Is nah. it on? Yeah. Yeah, put it on Bluetooth. I At least my th- phone about to die. Oh shit, let me put mine on top, nigga. Hold on, I got it, I got it. I don't know. Is the one thing on? I don't know. Niggas, listen. When you move into a, <laughs> when you move into a studio, you know what I'm saying? You have some technical difficulties. Yeah, what you're you, you gonna see later on when we have our guests. We probably sound a lot better right now than we did we do with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had the I had the mic set up running through see Brandon was trying to rush me with what happened. No nigga, we said eight thirty. This nigga it's eight forty five. This nigga still ain't had his shit together, man. Look, man. I get off work at seven o'clock. That's an hour and forty five minutes. Do you feel me? I mean, I, you know I don't get off work, but you know. You know what I'm saying. I get done doing what I'm doing at seven o'clock. <laughs> You gonna play the shit or not? Yeah, I'm gonna play the goddamn shit. You got me out here spilling beans. What is this? The land of the freaks, nigga. The A shit. This that A shit right here, nigga. Here we go. I'm on the beat. I'm on the beat. I'm on the Give me the phone, nigga. Give me the phone. 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 If this is really what we gonna do, we gonna get banned from YouTube again. Yeah, <laughs> we about to get fucking banned. Oh shit! Yeah, we are. We we really are. We're in the studio, but we in here. And what I'm gonna do is, since you want to do that, I'm gonna say, hold on. Where See, is I it? switched over to these. While Brandon looking for that shit, I done switched over to these raw papers. I repeat, all the real niggas worldwide. Salute. Real shit. I'll ride for my niggas, dog. I'll ride for my niggas. I'll ride for my niggas, dog. I'll ride for my niggas. Stay scheming. Niggas trying to get at. Is this even Rick Ross's song? It's on his record. That's not even Rick Ross's song, nigga. That's Chris Montana song. Now, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Now, what's poppin'? You gotta let this ride a little bit. I'm not a star. I like somebody. I got a pistol in the cup. 
I'm 45, and my dad today remember me like John Lee. No, give me that No, give me that Look, I'm going to mess up for you. Nah, you can't go back to back. This nigga trying to, nah, nah. You can't go fucking back to back. Now, we've been going one and one this whole time. This nigga trying to go back to back. Hey, I'm just saying, catalog-wise, I'm about to play some shit for you that's on that same level. I can find it. I bet you can't find it. Because it's too transferable. Yeah. So you thought. So you thought. <laughs> this is what I was talking about right here. What is it? What's three races? Talking about three races, what is some of the people say? No, people go on track. I got to say, what happened to me, goddammit? See where we're from, it's all for nothing. And we take penitential chances like there's nothing. We came from nothing. Free base, I'm not for that. I'm gonna get money, my type of discussion. Y'all doing this shit for free, and nigga like me gonna be hustling. Free base. Hey! Go ahead, get, get, get your shit off. Hold on, hold on, let me start the first birthday. Start the first birthday. I came from nothing. Me and my niggas, we came from nothing, so they came like nothing. Told you from the introduction, I came from the pain and suffering. Two kids, four of them, take nine. Take nine, you just jump on me all the time. So hard if you come over to my mommy's yard. I'ma shoot that motherfucker till we get tired. Check out the versus battle Thursday or celebration Thursday seven o'clock something like that. You know, I'll, know. I'll be right up at this bitch watching. It. Oh yeah, we good. We we I'm gonna be in Lexington, Kentucky. So yeah, so let's get into what, what you want to talk about today, B. You just want to go straight straight from the hip. Yeah, let's shoot straight from the hip. Uh, a lot of stuff that we covered, man. We covered in the. In, 
in, in, in the later segment. Let's 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 talk Cardi B. Let's talk her. Is she broke? Nah. We don't know. Because Cardi B done started an OnlyFans, nigga. Look, nigga, there's so much scamming going on in this OnlyFans. And y'all celebrity stop right there. Bro. No, stop right there. Scamming. Let's start. Let's, let's keep it right there. Hey, y'all bitches out here charging $15 and ain't posting shit. You charge it extra for the nudes and you already got the subscription, bitch. <laughs> I done paid $15. I want to see some naked asses <laughs> and some tennis. <laughs> hey, nigga, we in a closed fucking room. You gotta stop this coffin shit, nigga. Look, all I'm saying is, you bitches out here getting a subscription fee, and then gonna say, but it's extra if you want the personal messages with the videos, or it's extra to see this shit. You got to tip me, bitch. Ain't nobody tipping. You already paid a subscription fee, right? The fuck. What right. the fuck was the subscription fee for? For access? <laughs> Bitch, I can see you on Instagram and shit. I can see you. They post the same shit on Instagram that you're putting on OnlyFans. So what's the, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Bitch got me one time, bro. After that, I was like, nah, 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 nah. There's some scamming going on out here on this OnlyFans. It's, it's, they don't vet neither. Bitch, no. could, bitch could post bathing suit pictures and she could charge 20-something dollars and you think you're going to get some ass. Nope. Nah, 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 nah. OnlyFans is the biggest scam. I told y'all I'm gonna start me on OnlyFans. See, I had me one, and guess what I was on there doing? Fuck it. You feel me? Had my little bitch on there popping pussy. It was some real shit. These motherfuckers, Safari and Erica Mendez, whatever the fuck her name Nina, is, nigga. you Nina. know, <laughs> scammers. They out here breaking in forty, fifty thousand a month and shit. Scamming. Yeah. Stay tuned for the be buying only fans. Cardi. I ain't gonna charge you fifteen dollars. Ah, look, Cardi already told us how she get down. She drugs she, niggas and she, rape niggas and shit. <laughs> Listen, can I say something about Cardi? I used to not be a, a Cardi fan. I was a bar. I was. I was Nicki Minaj all day, every day. You were. You were. Uh, Cardi is looking sexier than a motherfucker nowadays. She really is. For one. Yeah. For two, I said something on the podcast. Two, three podcasts ago, where it might sound like some hater shit. And I, I looking back at it, it was probably some hater shit. These ugly niggas getting these women. I don't understand it. I'm ugly. I be getting bitches. Shit. So, I, hey, I can't. Hey, I, I wish know. I could tell y'all what my brother did. I wish. I really wish. But it, I, let's just say it was some unacceptable shit. And I told that nigga it was some unacceptable shit. Yeah. I, I've, I'm, I've been a savage all my life. Oh. And he did the most savage type look, shit. Look, and bro. we ain't going to talk about it. Because she watches the podcast, niggas. So I ain't going to do it. That was what? some savage ass shit. Look, man, look. It ain't even no savage shit. I'm not even a savage. I'm a nice guy, nigga. I ain't gonna stop do no with, stop. Stop. <laughs> Would you stop doing that to the audience, man? Lying <laughs> shit. I'm not gonna do no savage shit to you. I'm gonna do what you allow me to do. God damn it. That's it. Are you gonna do what you want to do? And I'm gonna say, cool, do that. That's all. I'm not gonna let you do nothing that you don't want to do. The fuck? Who would allow such behavior? You gonna let somebody do what they don't want to do? I ain't gonna let you do what you don't want to do. But if you want to do something, be my guest, nigga. That's the way life should be. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. Anyway, 
It is what it is. Yeah. Check this out. Uh, Smoke a sip. Crew. We got a new sponsor, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We got a new sponsor. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all see how a nigga be coming in, you know, dripped up, ripped out. So I, I reached out to him. I'm like, man, I'll be buying your products. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I support your products. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you be having a nigga looking right. Be a sponsor for the Smoke Sit Podcast. Haircut killer. What up, bro? You know what I'm saying? Everything that you need. Do we care if we talk about the other business you got going on? Because you kind of have put me on some other business. Can we talk about it? Well, no, nah, we ain't going to talk about it. But, you know, I fuck sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, hey, this ain't the time where we paying bills. But at the same time, I feel like because, you know what I'm saying, he done put us on. If y'all need do-rags, brushes, fucking wave grease, uh, curl cream, beard cream, uh, anything that you need that's all natural. Fucking basement, he got the mask, the whole mask. Oh, yeah, COVID, COVID-19 going on, so he done came out with a mask. Yeah. Hey, support these black-owned businesses, man. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Got you. Haircut Killer. He's on our Instagram. Check him out. And if you use the Smoke and Sip, I think it's Smoke and Sip 20, on his website, I believe that's what it is. You get 15% off. So you can't go wrong. Every little bit counts. And when you buy one of his COVID-19 masks, 20% of that purchase goes to aid uh, people here in Indianapolis for COVID. You know, we, Marion County done been hit hard. Been hit hard. So check it out. Check it out. Y'all saw the commercial today and nigga was looking fly as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I was looking rough at first. And then I put the shit in my hair. Went, he cut hair too, so he, you know, he, he buzzed me up a little bit. So what you want to do is, I don't know if you said it. I went, I stopped paying attention. But you Damn. go to <laughs> www.haircutkiller.com, yep. and you use the smoke and sip twenty code. Yep. That's S M O K E N S I P two zero. You get you 15% off some good shit. You feel me? Good shit. Good Nigga shit. Nigga just dropped a shampoo this week that's fucking pop. The hair, the hair stuff is all brand new. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I fuck with the mask. The mask is hard. I wear that I'm trying to, to get them to put day. the shit. I'm trying to get them to put the the the, the beard, um, the curl killer waves and curl cream in his beard and shit. Because that shit is a real good moisturizer. I'm trying to tell them. Mm, mm. Trying to tell them. Nigga, it should fucking work. But anyways. So we talked two chains. NBA came back, bro. Mm-hmm. Me and little bro had a side bet going on. First night of the NBA season. Yeah. The Kang, LeBron James, and yeah. let's pause, pause, yeah. pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pause. I don't like LeBron. And let's not pretend like he been balling either. Let's not do that. He's been balling before the pandemic. Before the pandemic. Well, he's a little rusty, man. Yeah, that nigga been looking like but, dog but, 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 shit. But we're <laughs> ahead of ourselves. They came back and they played the Clippers. Bryce sends me a text. I'm in Lexington, Kentucky. Hey, you want to put 20 on the game, nigga? At first? Nah. Nah, we've been off. We've been off. We rusty. Then I said, you know what? I'm a Lakers fan. Let me stand up for my family. Nigga, put the 20 on the game. Tell him what happened, B. I fell asleep. So I don't know. I just woke up and I went on ESPN and the Lakers had won by a few points. So I just went ahead and gave the nigga the $20. And 
AD was balling, bro. I, I was I was up for the first two quarters. I stayed up until halftime. And I was so sick at the score, I said, fuck this shit, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> hey, because before halftime, we was kicking them niggas. Killing them, bro. They came back. Killing them. They came back. They actually took the lead for a little while. Mm. And I, I was sitting there thinking, damn, I got to pay this nigga 20 Oh, man. I see that beginning shit. And LeBron wasn't even doing nothing. It was all AD. This nigga had like 14 points off his first eight shots or some type shit. Yeah. The fuck this nigga got going on? Yeah. Good, good shit. But the NBA came back, man. I'm so happy it's back. Baseball, what the fuck you doing? Everybody, Everybody catching the Rona. Everybody got the Rona, nigga. This goes to show you, if you're not going to do the bubble thing, it's just not going to work. It ain't going to work. We ain't going to have no NFL season, bro. And I don't yet, think so. I'm sick. I'm sick about it. I'm not. I don't really fuck with it. I ain't watched the NFL in a minute. I'm more of a college football fan myself, but I like to see them grow big, get bigger. No, hold on. <laughs> yeah, pause, nigga. Um, I just, you know, and it's not a Colin Kaepernick thing. I know, and we're going to talk about that later in the podcast, but it's just for me. It worked it the wrong way. Yeah, yeah it I did. The way, the way they, they, they just jumped behind Massa. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it really fucked with my, my, my insides. You know what I'm saying? Donald Trump said, and then the NFL owner said, we're with you. Yeah, they did. They did. But guess what? These niggas still went and played. So guess what? I'm still watching. <laughs> <laughs> ain't yeah. nobody from the NFL. Y'all might have caused a little ruckus, but ain't nobody motherfucking say too much. Well, I don't want to get too much into, you know, what's going on in the world today. Hey, y'all. Just, just stay tuned on the podcast, man. Y'all, oh, yeah, we get into it. We get into we it. Get into it. Uh, Y'all get to see a nigga fool <sighs> out here, huh? Y'all get to see a nigga fool body out here, huh? See it out here looking luxurious and shit. Y'all ain't never. Y'all ain't even know Bryce B was doing. I like this. Y'all, ain't, y'all, been, y'all been ready to see. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I just had to do it for the studio. But you, know, <laughs> you see him bouncing Terry Crews. That, that was about that. Yeah, you don't want to be no cooler than that. But you see him bouncing. Mm. <laughs> oh, look, you know, you know he had a tap dance for NBC, man. You know. In the mass singer ears. <laughs> all, all, all I saw was in the W Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Are they gonna change the WB Frog into Terry Crews? <laughs> First of all, when you defeat all the cools, Terry is the cool boss at the end of the level. Oh, yeah. You, you see what he posted on Twitter? Said, cool, conquering our own nature or some shit. Yeah, yeah conquering our own <laughs> No, bro. Your Creating ass. your own negativity, you cool ass. Mm. We can keep on, man. Go on, Brandon. I, we don't we don't want to keep holding you on this uh, one. <laughs> all right, honestly. But while we're talking about celebrities and stuff like that, let's go ahead and, and, and transition because it's still the same thing. You know, NBA players are celebrities. NBA yeah. came back last Thursday. I don't know about y'all. I had my wings. I had pizza. I bought a cake. <laughs> I was in uh, Lexington, Kentucky in the hotel room. A one-on-one yeah. party by my dad on Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
what I do appreciate about Adam Silver in the NBA is that he's not afraid to buck against the system. Right. right. He um, basically told the NBA players, we're going to put this Black Lives Matter on the court. Here's some, some stances that you guys can put on the back of your jerseys. If y'all, he changed the rule because he did have a rule that you could not kneel during a national during the national anthem, excuse me. Right. Uh, change that rule up and allow people to kneel. Now, mm-hmm. so I'm watching the first night of the NBA. Everybody kneels in solidarity. I'm cool with it. I, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't I didn't see a problem with with what they had going on. Second night of the NBA comes on. The, the young man that plays for the Orlando Magic, his name escapes me at this present time. Um, I mean, it's it, a, it's Orlando it's Magic. Like, yeah, he cares about the Orlando Magic. Right. Black man <coughs> chooses to stand up. Second game that night, the Spurs play. Greg Popovich and Becky Hammond choose to stand up. Mm. I got instantly pissed off. Right there. Mm. I was mad about the dude for the Orlando Magic. Only mm-hmm. because, one, because he's black. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, okay, man, we, we, we're trying to show some kind of unity at this point in time and come together. And you had to be that one dude to say, nah, it ain't for me. But then you get on TV after the game. I got into it with a dude on Instagram, a troll. About okay. You, got, you get on TV after the game. And instead of just embracing your choice and your decision, you throw God into it. Mm. I was pissed. Mm. Okay. Because you took you took what you decided to do and say mm-hmm. we're all one people, this, that, and the other. Uh, God, God wouldn't want us to do this. Blah blah blah. Keep God out of it. It has nothing to do mm. with God, in my opinion. And mm. then the, the troll going back and forth with me. You're just not a believer. Ah, dude, you don't know me. Yeah, for real. <laughs> right. You don't know me, man. Come right. on to my podcast. I be I'm in church every Sunday. Every every Sunday <laughs> playing drums. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah, we can take this back to Jay Z and the NFL. Yeah, we ain't to talk about celebrities as leaders. Cause Jay Z said what did he say? We passed him. It's time to get past kneeling, right? So or did you feel that same way when you? Because I was pissed off when Jay said that. Yeah. Did you feel the same way when Jay said that? Or uh, because you like are a fan of Jay? Uh, let's 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 keep being a buck. I'm more than a fan of Jay Z, man. He's the greatest rapper of all time in my book. I wouldn't say that, but okay. <laughs> I'm just Bryce is Bryce is one of the great. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bryce and Angel are the greatest rappers of all time. Hold up, man. Let's keep it being a buck. No, I'm just messing with you, Brandy. No, we're not beyond I think when Colin Kaepernick started the kneeling thing, it was taken out of context by those far right people. But we tried the peaceful thing. Then we then we started rioting and protesting. You got mad about that. So mm-hmm. if, which one is it? You know what I'm saying? Like, which one do you want? Do you want the kneeling, or do you want us burning shit down to the ground? What, what, what you want? They want us to these jails and then build big cotton shit. That's what well, yeah. Yeah, Bryce just kind of uh, hit the nail on the hammer, uh, you know, with the hammer. But at the end of the day, if they're not telling us what to do, they don't want us to have our own mindset of what to do. And that's what's going to be 
it's always going to be an uprising or it's going to be conflict between blacks and whites because they know that they have white privilege. So at the end of the day, what we're doing, when Jay said, let's move past kneeling, I was pissed off because you had an opportunity to, to really put the spotlight back on, on uh, cap and say, well, what he was doing was because of this. Yeah. And the way to get past kneeling is so we can get this under control. Because black men and black women are losing their lives. Kids are dying at the hands of police officers. So you can't take one and, and say, okay, well, now all of a sudden Jay-Z is, is, is working with the NFL. Like, that's supposed to make us feel special. No, it doesn't. You know, now I have a problem with Colin because I'm like, I ain't never got fired from a job and won a settlement and say, I want to get hired back by the same job. Oh, he pissed me off with that. that I, Cause I, I mean, we don't have to get into it, but I don't feel like he was because he wasn't kneeling because of social injustice. That's not how he, why he started. No, that wasn't. No, you, but you know, people need a martyr. Yeah. yeah. People need someone to trend set and so forth. Now they want to throw his shirts in, in the mix with Martin and, and Malcolm. And I'm like, no, he doesn't deserve all that. But, we have to work for some type of solidarity, be solid in unity, unify as black people. Because if we don't, it's always going to be that Terry Crews, Terry Crews coon in the room that's happy to be that one nigga. Yeah. But if you just that one nigga, you just the one nigga, but you ain't in there because they love you. That You in there because you are, you're serving a purpose. I know that you're going to go against your own people. If you go if you go against your own people, I know when the tide turns, you're gonna go against me. That's what people need to understand. We're hurting each other if we don't stop and say, "Look, I may not agree with you," and I'm, I'm disappointed at Popovich as well for not kneeling Man. because he's been in the forefront of talking about injustice. But when when it comes to oh, us being together, everybody. right? Everybody take the knee. And that's the point, man. But hey, man, until y'all stop killing black men, I don't care about you taking the knee. I want y'all to stop putting the knee on our necks. I want y'all to stop killing us, and and we can go forward with the rest of it. I was glad the NBA came back. It shows you with the whole coronavirus, it shows you with the quarantine, how much we need that interaction, how much sports is a big part of what we do in our lives. But it also shows you how much these black men have as far as making money for these white men. So they need to understand that as well. They need to full, fall back and understand your power as a celebrity, which I hate that word, but fall back and understand what you can do in your communities as well. And, uh, yeah, we need to do better as, as black men. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that Popovich, Mr. Uh, I'm So Woke. Angel, you've been mighty quiet with this this one, man. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. I just, you know, want to be respectful. Let everyone speak their piece. Um, I, first, let me address the Jay Z thing. I wasn't as um, offended by what Jay Z said because maybe I looked at it from a different perspective. Um, beyond kneeling, what well, the way I took it is that okay, we protested, but now what? Because th- there has to be an end game. There has to be a result. There has to be some kind of resolve. And um, what I feel like is that a lot of people have jumped on this bandwagon, like protest is the new hip thing, right? Like, I want to be a part of something. I want attention. Let me show how hard I protest. But what are we really doing to change the laws? What are we really doing to change the, the, the you know, the 
the schematics of everything that's going to prevent this from happening. Um, while all the commotion is going on, people don't even realize that the Mike Brown case has officially been closed. The officer who murdered Mike Brown has gotten away with murder, scot-free, no charges. He was on paid leave this entire time. So basically, he just got a two, two and a half year paid vacation. You understand what I'm saying? So when it comes to the kneeling, when it comes to the protesting, I'm all for, you know, making the ruckus buck in the system. But at the end of the day, we have to be careful not to get stuck in the showboat. We have to be careful not to get stuck in the protest. If we're going to protest, we also have to make way to start producing leaders. We have to start producing change. We can't say Black Lives Matter, but then we stay in conversation. The conversation is staying within the barbershop. The conversation is staying within the home and at the family table, but it's not being held at the Supreme Court. It's not being held in front of the lawmakers. It's not making these people life uneasy. They can just tune it out. So we are beyond kneeling to a certain point because at some point we got to start pulling change. I don't care about the players kneeling and not kneeling. Just like I don't care about somebody reciting the, the, national, the, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance because if I recite it, if I don't recite it, Mike Brown's still dead. And there's going to be another Mike Brown. We have not made enough change or progress. What I want to see is NBA players walking off the court and saying, to y'all fix this, I'm not playing another damn game. I want to see NFL players say, you know what? Yeah. Carry your league without me. Since since kneeling is a fine, try to, okay, find me until you get this fixed. Because I uh, have a I really, mean, Ky- Kyrie oh tried to do that, Angel, and, and we, we... And everybody. And we, and and we that, but go. We jumped on well, the we, we said, let's not play until this stuff is fixed. And well, I, I mean, I'll be the first one to say, I was one of the ones, I did it on our podcast. I said, man, fuck Kyrie. <laughs> uh, but, well, but that's what we do. But Stephen A. Smith do. and all the rest of them jumped on Kyrie back. But, it, it, you know. Well, Stephen A. Smith is a puppet, so. Uh, right. And that, and, but like I said before, we got, it's, it's symmetry. It's imagery. It's the people that they're putting in front of us. And that's why celebrity, right. celebrities are really bad for black people. Because you don't speak for me. No. Now, I don't speak for every black person out there. I can only speak for myself. But until we have an understanding of what direction that we're wanting to go with this, that's when we make a change. Now, Andrew, I understand the NFL as well. If the, the NFL is the biggest impact. If them brothers stop playing right now, they change the game. But that's one side of it. You as an individual have to stop spending your money with them as well. That's where it's going to be changed. You got to vote with your dollars as well. Not so much as the celebrities. We got to do everything. We can't just blame them and say that they're going to be the root because we're looking at their bank account of how much money they make. But we are the ones who are constantly, we're over consumption. We're over consuming. So we're spending our money with Amazon. We're spending our money with everyone else. But the black dollars and black businesses are not stepping up and doing what they need to do as well because they are halfway servicing their community so everybody got skin in the game but everybody got to step up their game their level of game as well so i mean that's just the two cents that i'm just throwing in two dollars in a biscuit but what you're saying is coinciding with everything that jay-z said we're beyond kneeling so that that's the point we're beyond kneeling at this point where is the transition where are we going to start stepping up and filling the gaps so let me talk about my black sisters i'm not picking on them but let's look at hair and nails right? That's a multi-billion dollar industry. 
one that we have very few ownership of, right? Right. Black Americans spend roughly $120 billion a year as consumers. Out of that $120 billion a year as consumers, hair and nail takes up at least 15 to 20% of that amount. Damn. But then how much do Georgians, do brothers buying Georgians take up, though? Right. Well, wait, wait a minute, brother. You, should, you can't ask that question. Wait a minute, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But hold on. See, like see, here's, here's, the thing, here's the thing. Hair and nails is not the issue. It's the fact that there's no business ownership. Just like Jordan's is not the issue. Because if we have Black-owned shoe stores and you buy those shoes, the same shoes from a Black-owned shoe store, now we're circulating those those uh, dollars back into our community. See, what we have to understand is that we have people in this country that react to media. So when they say defund the police, the first thing they want you to believe is eliminate the police. That's not what that means. What, what This is what you have to understand. A city like uh, Los Angeles, more than 60% of their budget goes to the police department. That leaves a, that leaves the remaining 30% to be divided amongst education, homelessness, jobs, taxes, and everything else, 60%. Now, here's what you got to understand why that's a big problem. Over 95% of those police officers do not live in the neighborhoods they police. So the payroll of the tax dollars that they receive, they go to other suburban areas and spend that money. Yep. So not only are you are you shortchanging the city that way, you also shortchanging the city because that sixty percent of that police fund is paid to people who don't even spend money in those neighborhoods. Mm. Yeah. Preach. Preach. Tabernacle. We, <laughs> we as black, you see, this is where we have to. This is where we have to change our approach to it. Now, this is where people get pissed off at Angel. This is why I call the church. Well, Angel, Angel, we don't pull no punches on this podcast anyway. We, I, listen, I got, I got drunk so bad last week. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, Bryce? I mean, Brandy, what happened? Well, Paul, what about happened? Ugly people. <laughs> <laughs> what? I told, I told, I said, ugly people don't need to be doing video podcasts, and I, and, and I preface it by saying. That there's somebody out there for everybody, you know what I'm saying? Brandon, why are you talking about me, man? Why are you high, why are you high siding on me, brother? What, what's up with that? I'm just saying, I got confidence in myself, but I might be ugly to somebody too. You know, well, no, nah, I, nah, I'm no, I ain't gonna say that all that. I'm sexy as a mother lover. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Hey, if you don't think it, nobody. I'm sexy. I'm chocolate, baby. I'm all day. Get it, get it. Come, you know, let me quit. Let me quit. <laughs> nah, Brandy. Shame on you, Brandy. Shame on you, Brandy. I'm sorry, I jumped off topic. My bad, man. No, no, you you good, man. It's good to get a laugh in every once in a while. But here's where people start getting mad at Angel. I say, okay, black people especially need to get out of the church. Because here's the thing, man. Western civilization has taken church and religion and has corrupted it. The church is not about spending time and attendance inside of a building. Um, Angel, you don't believe. Oh, I I do believe. And and I have a good relationship with God. Matter of fact, I have a great relationship with God. And that relationship got stronger when I let religion go. Here's what people have to understand about tithing. 
over $14 billion is tied to the church every year in tax-free. You show me where these churches have invested that money back into their community. I don't see no schools. I don't see well, no, 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 I get it. No, 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 come <laughs> no, on, bring it. Bring it, bring it. Just let me record. Oh, yeah, you do know they, they dad is a pastor, right? I, <laughs> I, 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 I do know. I do know. I do know. Religious. I'm a spiritual person. I'm not particularly religious myself. I don't believe, I don't have the same beliefs as Brandon in my family. I have a whole different set of beliefs, but I believe, like you, I believe in God. I believe in a higher power. But I will say, just because you've never seen it, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So while you may say these churches aren't putting money back into the community, it may possibly be some that are. And my, I know one that definitely is. Okay, <laughs> so, so here, here's here's what I say to that, brother. I'm not saying that no one does it at all. But what we have to understand is that the one-offs and the few cannot be the statistics for the standard. If you yeah. do a survey, if you do a survey, and out of all the churches in one city and maybe 3% do it, you can't say the churches are doing it. Because in well, order for it to be the majority, the majority has to be the production. Is that true or false? That's how statistics work. This is where people split hairs. Because you may tend to church that's doing it. Well, no, the church is doing it, but then the church down the street is not doing it. Okay, so how many churches are being... Okay, let's put it to this point. From the, from the time, and we know this has been going on long before the 2000s. But from the time that Trayvon Martin's situation happened to now, there's been a period of eight years, right? How many churches have stepped up and become the leaders in the community? I'll wait. I can't tell you because I, I don't go to church, dude. Like I said, I'm, re- I'm spiritual. I'm religious. Hey, going to church ain't got nothing to do with it. If churches were stepping up to be the leader, you would see that leadership whether you attend that church or not. Well, I don't think it's going to be on a grand scale, though. You can't. I don't never speak in. But, but no, 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 no. Okay. When we get back to the civil rights movement, when right. we get back to Martin Luther King, if mm-hmm. Martin Luther King only did what he did behind closed doors, then he wouldn't have been Martin Luther King. Well, see, this is the same thing that I feel like, Angel, that we can't put all of our eggs in one basket with celebrities, nor can we do that with the church. Everybody has skin in the game, everybody has to play their role. So for me to sit back and say, okay, well, I want the church to do this, I'm not waiting on the church to do anything. We have to take actions, and a call of action has to be upon ourselves to work together to to make sure that we get something done. But right now, I feel like I can't speak in totality about one church as opposed to all the other churches because nobody is getting this thing right. And it takes communication for us to try to work to work together. Yo, your points come with data, and they're factual, and I understand that. But at the same time, I'm looking at individuals who have to d- decide if we're going to work together. And collectively, we can make changes. But I can't put every egg in one basket and say, oh, this is this is it. And then somebody step on my eggs, and I ain't got nothing to eat. So we have to, I, we got to kind of switch that game up a little bit, bro. Well, well, I, I disagree. And, and here's why I disagree with that. Go ahead, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Get your piece. What I'll say about it is, is that the church is in my opinion, very divided. And when I say divided, I mean there's a church on every corner for every, you know what I'm saying, for every different kind of belief system, whatever the case may be, you got 
and all these different denominations and this, that other. As a church, we do need to do a better job of coming together and 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 utilizing the resources that we do have to affect positive change. Now, where I will agree with you, Angel, is that <clears throat> the larger mega churches that have the, the the capacity to affect the type of change in which you're you're asking to see. I will say a lot of them could do a lot more than what they are currently doing. But I, I don't, I'm not saying that they're not doing anything. I just say that mm-hmm. they could do a lot more. Um, right. For right. for people like you know like my father who's a pastor, our, our church we're, we're relatively small. We got 100, 125 people. You know what I'm saying? Any given Sunday. And any of them family. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's like ninety nine point nine percent now. You know they ain't paying no time and <laughs> so, They asked you to borrow some money. Wow. So like well, don't, get, don't get me started on that tithe and offer. <laughs> so so like for, for my father and I'll see, you know, my dad's not here, but I will speak on his behalf. When he took over the church from my grandfather some five, five years ago, my grandfather started the church 25 years ago. From, from that day on, you know, my father hasn't taken a salary from the church. He refuses to take a salary from the church. Um, everything that we do in tithes, you know, it's, it's split into buckets. We have a community bucket. We have a building fund bucket. We have a, um, a student bucket. I mean, there's different different things that we do because um, every year we do a vacation Bible school and part of that vacation Bible school for the community, we do a backpack drive where we go out and buy school supplies whether you come to the church or not. You get the backpack with all your school supplies for that year. And look, I mean, let's really keep it funky, bro, because you're bullshit right now because the money that the church makes go into the like paying for the lights and shit. Like I, I've seen this nigga talk about this shit. Like go and go back into the building, and this nigga be putting up his own money because my dad still works. He puts up his own money to do all this shit and be damn here going broke his goddamn self trying to do shit for the community. <laughs> and I'll be bad at it because I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And, and that's and I think that's the point that because Angel has Angel used to be a deacon as well, and we both understand the business side of the churches. So I, I understand exactly. But see, this is why the community has to step up. And, and congratulations to your father for doing what he's doing and your grandfather for, you know, starting the church. But with that said, that's the investment or the cornerstone of our communities. Why is the community not investing back into that church so it can, in turn, invest back into the community? Well, okay. I'll say this. As a people, and I might get some blackness, as a people, we are very selfish. I agree. I agree. But we, 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 that's a whole other segment. That's a whole. <laughs> nah, that's a whole other layer to that onion. Hold on. But let me say this: in in my experience, when I say this, people get their feathers ruffled, and and I understand why because some people have that compassion for the church, and then a lot of people like to rebuttal what I'm saying without fully fully hearing what I'm saying. See, the, the problem is, and what I see is the martyrs are the small churches that try to do the most with the least. You see, you can't, you hear, here's the problem. Again, that's how statistics work incorrectly. You're taking the small churches who are the one-offs trying to do it, and you're applying it to the totality of what I'm saying, so what I'm saying is not coming across. We have 
mega churches in these cities. You take DFW, which is Dallas Fort Worth, for those of you who don't know, you can drive through the suburbs, and I promise you, you can see more than 15 churches that took more than $5 million to build. Now, you're not going to convince me. So, man, for real. So, so you're not going to convince me that these churches are struggling with tithes and therefore, and therefore. So let's bring it back to the realization because then that's the problem with black people. We hear somebody say something about the church, we automatically start assessing our personal interest and investment in the church and we shut down. We have to get out of that phase and start addressing the real facts of the issue. More than $14 billion are donated to churches, tax-free, tax-free. There are situations right now, what your dad is doing, I don't want that for him. But I would have more respect for a pastor that is going into his own pocket to try to keep things afloat. But here's the thing. The church is not the building. The church is the people. Mm. So that, let's and get that COVID-19 taught us that. I'm telling you. Let's get that straight. The church is the people. Tabernacle. The what's going on with your father, the reverse situation is going on in most of the churches around America. There are people that have been coerced to continue to tithe when they are living on a fixed income. My mother has done it when she she is a double transplant recipient and she has to budget her money to the last cent each month. When she was on her sick bed, the church wasn't there. Pastor went to visit her. You know why he went to go visit her in the hospital to collect tithes. So let's not pretend like we don't have pastors preaching that you ain't going to get your blessings. If what man will rob God? Let's stop. Let's stop. And let's be for real, for real. And let's get out of it and let's get into it. Here's the problem, guys, is that you have these churches, these mega churches that raise more than six million dollars a year to send people overseas to go help and do things in villages when they got people living in poverty in their own backyard. You got somebody living in a food desert less than two blocks away from you, but you want to ship somebody halfway across the world to feed somebody. What? Well, nobody should be going hungry. I mean, and that's why I, I say about the, the church being the cornerstone of the communities. We should always have community gardens. We should, we should, you know, check on the elders. Uh, and, I, and I feel like, you know, I have a real soft spot for the elders as well. And I feel like the church has abandoned, abandoned uh, those responsibilities. But like I said, we all have skin in the game. I make sure every week, week in and week out, that I do for my elders, make sure that they get fresh uh, fruits and produce and so forth, veggies. Because, well, thank you. I love you too, bro. But at the same time, I I understand how hard it is, especially when the coronavirus and COVID-19 has came about. It it really put things in perspective. And the one thing that I felt like that were overlooked is our elders. And and I looked at the church for that matter. It's like, like, why am I the only one doing this? But I'm doing it because it's a a labor of love. But like I said, Angel, I, I agree with what you're saying, but we can't put everything in totality. We have to... You know, like when you said when you when you said mega church, it made more sense. But let me, let but, me make this final point, and let me let me move on past this. Okay. The reason why it's a difference between what I'm saying about churches and, and celebrities and everyone else is being a leader, because the church's decree is built off of being this. If you look at the structure of the church, why it was built, why it was established, that's their responsibility. Their responsibility is to take care of the orphans, the widows, this the elderly, the sick, and the shut in. That's their responsibility. They're not doing it. They're not doing it. Well, we have made we have made big business out of these mega churches. 
when you have Jesse Duplantis on TV talking about he a man who owns three personal planes and tell him that God told him he's going to get a brand new jet for $14 million and he's not going to have to pay for it, but he commissioned his congregation to tithe for it. Come on. Oh, you talking about Creflo as well? Creflo cook it dollar. But we're not talking about the small mom and pop churches that are doing what they can to talk to the game bankers. The ones who watched them grew up and, 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 and talked to them like they got sense. Pull your pants up, young man. If you need something, come talk to me. We're not talking about the small community that is of the church that has tried, but they don't have the resources available to do what they want to do. We're talking about the mega churches. We're talking about the concept of Western civilization church, what it has become big business. So we got to get out of our personal feelings and stop saying church is off limit. I disagree wholeheartedly. According to God and his Bible, the church is very well on limit because this is the decree that the church should be held against. And if I held it up what God said it should be and it's not matching up, that's not angel judging. That's angel being accountable and holding people accountable. Point blank. And and before before we move on, I'll say this about the church and and COVID-19. I I firmly Mm -hmm. believe that Mm -hmm. this has transitioned it was a forced transition for the church mm-hmm. to know that the building is not the church. Amen. A lot, a lot of churches has have folded during this day because the building was the church. And if, if we couldn't come to the building, mm-hmm. then there was no church. And so I think COVID-19, one thing that you could say about it, it showed the true colors of the saints and the ain'ts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, who who's still gonna be there when we when we finally do open back up? Our church mm-hmm. has seen almost a 75% drop in tithes and offerings because of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And I, I just know that because I look at the book, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that I'm just I'm just keeping a being a buck. So you know one thing that we can say about COVID is it's forcing people, a friend of mine jumped on Facebook just last week and said, I can't do this in church no more. And I can't, I, I need to be in, in the church, in the pews. And I just can't have church at home. And instead of, and everybody attacked him on Facebook, instead of me attacking him on Facebook, I just picked up the phone. Mm-hmm. Said, Brother, I'm just going to tell you like it is. If, if you need to be in a building to have church, then something ain't right with your spirit. Right. You need to have a close, something's not right with your relationship. I'll say that. Right. Because the church is not the building. And one thing that, I, that I'll say, and then I'll close this thing out, that as a people, we need to realize that the church lies within us. And if we don't do for us, nobody else will. Exactly. I agree with you. I agree with both of you gentlemen. I mean, Angel is passionate about it, and I, I understand exactly where he's coming from. But like I said, you know, I appreciate it uh, being able to speak on that on that particular subject. So thank you, sir. Yeah. Moving on, Joe Lewis, one of our one of our heroes, man. Uh, passed away, and um, our president didn't go to the funeral. I mean, mm-hmm. not, you do it, man. <laughs> what kind of statement is that? <laughs> what? Okay. Rice, is, Rice kills me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, who president? I'll tell you right now. It still pisses me off that he that he Hey. I mean, fake it, nigga. Shit. Hey. <laughs> Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Is... Uh, if, if I'm in a foreign country, they say, who is your leader? I'll be like, Obama. Yeah, he 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 was uh he he pissed him off, didn't he? <laughs> I'm not, yeah. I'm not in the White House no more, so I can say what I want. Yeah, doing. he was up there pissing the off. I was like, look at Barry. Look at Barry. Hey, <laughs> Barry hey, taking his digs. I was like, look at Barry getting his digs in. Hey, he's he, 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 45 without even saying his name. Yeah, yeah, he did. Trump, I, I try to avoid going through the, the obvious route with this guy. Hmm. But Trump, to me, Trump is the epitome. He embodies white privilege he embodies current racism because it's that it's the stigma of racism that it's very subtle but very precise you know what i mean like you can't describe it when it's happening but you feel it and you know exactly what it is that's how he moves he moves in these ways to where well i'm not racist but you do a lot of racist stuff though (laughs) you know so it's like "Mm." Well, he has no, you know, he, you know, he has no respect to person of what a dignitary really is. Uh, the president of the United States of America is the highest office that one can hold. And that's why he's not, uh, he's not respected on the world stage neither, but he's the puppet for the regime to do the, the damage that he does. But, you know, even still, like Brandon said, fake it. You should, as a dignitary, be able to yes. go and pay respects to uh, Mr. Lewis for, you know, transitioning over. Uh, and and so forth, but oh, Barry! What the man did, what the man accomplished in his life, man. If, if you if you can't go and sit sit there with your orange face and and skull, and people, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, 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 what more does a man have to do? Right. Right. Well, well, Brandon, well, Brandon. Here's the thing. Let, let's let's call real real. At the end of the day, we lost a great American citizen, no matter how you try to slice it up. So uh, an American citizen who has contributed to American history and trying to make America a better place, that alone should have been enough for you to show respect and pay homage. Point blank. There's no way you could talk your way out of that. Well, you know, well. He should have did it for the fact that Donald Trump used to be a Democrat as well. So, just on GP, he should have just went and shown, you know, what he was, you know, like just showed in, hey, what up, people? You know what I'm saying? But, you know, Trump is Trump is playing the role that he was designed to play. And divisiveness is is what they want. They don't want to solidarity is something that is real big in the human race. If we ever figure figure this thing out, we are powerful as a people. I mean, all of us is the human race, but as black people, no, um, there is, it's something about, uh, being black in America that they have a fear of a genuine fear of. And that's why, you know, uh, the numbers show that they're being weeded out, uh, abortion and whole, the whole abortion thing. They don't want white women to have abortion. They don't care if black women have abortions or Mexican women have abortion or whoever else. Because uh, we're kind of outnumbering them when it comes along. And then at the end of the day, 
they know that their time is limited. So when you said in the beginning about pushing back the election, it's because he knows that at this point in time, the reckoning is coming. Oh, yeah. They have done a lot of gangster stuff. Oh, and, and and the one thing I want to say to, oh, if you're not black, Uncle Joe. Oh, if you're not black, you don't, you know, whatever. I, I, Lord Jesus. Anyway, what I want to say about them and the Democrats, if you do get back in the office, then you need to seek the highest law to punish these guys for all of the criminality that they have put forth. Yes. And if you hold back, if you hold back, it shows that you really don't give a flip about black people. It's bottom line. It shows. It shows that you only wanted to get into office and so forth. Like, And I'm like you, Brandon. People need to understand it's not about being Democrat and Republican. Understand the vote to the people who actually do the most good for your communities and for your people. And you'd be surprised because a lot of Republicans, they do a lot of good for blacks. It's a lot of Democrats that do a lot of good for Republicans, which are white, the majority. So, you know, do your history, do your research, and educate yourself on the best and the most person, uh, the best person that you should actually vote for and pay attention to your local elections because that's where it starts. It starts locally because every four years, you're just getting caught up into that, that game. But every what? Every two years, it has local elections. Mm-hmm. Every two years is, you know, you got to get involved. To the both of y'all about, about politics, because I'm of the belief, like, I'm, I'm just ready to go, man. I'm ready to get up out of, get up out the country and go ahead and go somewhere else at this point. Because you, you say if they get in office, they really got to do something for black people. They done already showed us that they don't care about black people. Democrats have already showed us. Republicans have already showed us. Everybody done already showed us. They don't give a damn what happened to us. They don't give a damn what we go through. They just don't. So at this point, I'm just like, hey, maybe this ain't the place. <laughs> maybe, maybe this just Well, yeah, and I, I, I understand, Bryce. I mean, I, I get it, but, you know, uh, I'm really thinking about going to Africa as well. However, at the end of the day, we also need to understand that wherever we go, this the process, of, the democratic process is still in order. We still need to be involved into these people involved into uh, politics and, 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 and getting the right, our voices heard. No, they don't care about black people. That's why I don't vote just straight democratic ticket because that's just a, that's a cop out. You know what I mean? You, you have not done your homework. You're not, you know, I'm, I'm not the best speaker in the world, but I've, I study, I constantly study. I constantly read books. Matter of fact, I, I employ everyone to read this. I don't know if you can see this. It's a message to the black man. Yeah. You know, read this book. Read Powernomics by uh, Dr. Claude Anderson and understand. And I, I read everything from white authors to black authors to Asian authors. Just read and understand what's going on in this world because they're not telling us, especially in the public school system. Definitely not. So, I mean, that's like I said, that's my $2 in a biscuit, Brandon and Mr. Okay. Bryce. All right. So, hey, fellas, what I'm going to do, because we're going to keep keep with the theme of solidarity and, and unity, I'm going to forgo the sibling rivalry segment. <laughs> you going to forgo it? Oh, because I had a couple I'm stories. Gonna, I'm going to forgo sibling rivalry. We're going to keep it together. If y'all, that, know, y'all watching this podcast, man, we four brothers on here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But brothers, exactly. 
We're happy. Yeah, we're if, if we're we're <laughs> Give me a high five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's our love, man. We definitely can't wait to have y'all on the podcast because we're going to chop it up. We're going to chop it up, man. We gotta, we gotta get we, I mean, we have to, man. And it, it, The conversation has to be between us because we're going to be the ones that figure this thing out because you're not afraid to say what's on your mind. And a lot of people be like, well, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I'm like, no, hurt my feelings. I want to know. I'm big enough to take it. And when I say ouch, I'm like, ouch, okay. Really? That's how you feel? Okay. Now when I return serve, you know, be be a big boy about it. <laughs> no, nah, man, no. That's not conversation. Yeah. Right. Right. So uh with that Hey, Miss Talk Podcast, tell us where we can find you, uh, when you air your episodes, your IG, all that. Give us all your information, man. Give us your business and all. No doubt. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify, Google Cast. We're on all major platforms, iHeartRadio, or you can go to MissTalksPodcast.com. We air every Wednesday, every Tuesday for Spotify and every Wednesday for Apple Podcasts. Our IG is at Podcast. Yo, get at us, man. I mean, Angel always drop gems. Yo, we have fun. We disagree, but we love each other, and that's the biggest That's the biggest thing that we about, man. We don't agree on all things, but we have a respect of person for one another, and that's my baby brother. That's my dope co-host. Angel, yeah, dude, it's not about agreeing, dude. It's about conversing, and that's the art of conversation has been lost. Because people are afraid to speak their minds. Like, just because we disagree, that's not a sign of disrespect. Right. It's just we see things differently. But, and, and having a conversation is not about me changing you or you changing me. It's about the enlightenment of information. And that's what it is. Dude. And, and one, one more thing, because a lot of women always consider me, when we say Miss Talks Podcast, they think we queens. <laughs> we're not queens, we're kings. No, no. <laughs> Miss no, stands no, for. No. No, call about. No, you being, <laughs> you being nice. So, but I listen to your podcast, Queen. You go, girl. Like, really? I'll try to be nice. I'll try to be nice. But M I S S stands for May I Speak Sincerely. Um, and, and that's what Miss Talks Podcast. We, we like to speak sincere, real talk, real people, sincere conversations. Yo, Smoke and Seal Podcast, Brandon and Bryce, I love y'all. Thank y'all for having us on. We appreciate y'all guys. Uh, thank you. We appreciate y'all. And with that, that is our first highlight for uh, Black Podcasters, man. Anyway, unacceptable behavior this week. Yeah, man. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. What you got? I got it. As I rise, let's be good. I'm going to go ahead and go there. Because, as y'all know, I've been chilling with my brother down here in Indiana. Supposed to be back in Georgia at this point. Still not back. It's chilling out here. Now, you know what I like to get into. It's the Smoke and Sip motherfucking podcast. This is what I like to get into. I smoke. I don't bother nobody. I just smoke by myself. Doing my own motherfucking thing every once in a while. One of my niggas might smoke with me every once in a while. But not all the time. You feel me? So, anyway, just to get to the point, I'm sitting outside smoking at this nigga house one night. And the police pull up down the street. I could see him from a mile away because I know a cop when I see a cop. This nigga start 
walking in my direction. Now, as soon as I see the cop car pull up, I put my weed out, hurried up. And I got one of the non-smell ashtrays. I flipped all the weed into the ashtray and everything, dumped it, put the lid back on. Because I knew this motherfucker was coming. So he go to the bitch next door. This fat ass bitch. Now he over there for a minute, but I still suspect that this nigga's coming. So I light me up a cigar and get to smoking that bitch because I'm trying to dissipate, you know, whatever smell may be going on around this bitch. No sooner than I kick the cigar on, nigga, this motherfucker walk up flashing the light all in my face. Now I'm on the front porch, mind you. This nigga flashing the light started walking up to the porch. I said, hey, what's going on? Stop where you at. What's going on? <laughs> I need to know what's going on for the fuck you walk up here and get to shooting and shit. Police said, uh, I had some neighbors call and say we smell the smell. You wouldn't happen to know anything about that, would you? No, I sure don't. I sure don't know nothing about no smells. Say why? Well, uh, if if you do know something about it and you don't cut it out, blah 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 is gonna happen. Said oh. Okay. Well, I don't know nothing about that. So at this point, he get a little attitude because I guess he feel like I got a little attitude. I ain't got no attitude. This is just my face. This is just how I am. I've been smoking. Of course I don't have no fucking attitude. You need to smoke because obviously you got a fucking attitude. So this nigga walk off, run my motherfucking plates to my car. I ain't drove my car in about a week. That's probably why the fuck I'm still here. Because now they looking for me out here, goddammit. And I ain't even did nothing. I ain't did nothing. Sat outside. I ain't selling no weed. Ain't doing nothing to nobody. But sitting up just trying to enjoy my a little weed. Ain't nothing wrong with a little weed. Surely. This motherfucker go up the street and sit in his car about 30 minutes. Now, about, about the 15, 20th minute, I call my brother. Nigga, where you at? Because he gone at this point. I'm like, oh, I'm right around the corner. I said, nigga, the police, blah, 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 blah. He said, oh, I'm on the way. This nigga hit the skirt. <laughs> around the corner soon as this nigga pull in the driveway this bitch ass motherfucker cause this bitch ass motherfucker live right around the corner is what I'm not telling y'all this bitch ass motherfucker pull off soon as Brandon come on I don't know do I intimidate people nigga yes, to. you got to cause the, I mean obviously the motherfucker done seen you he done drove by plenty of times while I been here head out the window waving and shit trying to smell some shit I know he is but he waving, trying to be friendly and shit. They're going to walk up on me with this attitude like, bitch, you know I've been smoking out here. You drive by every day and see me smoking out here. Now, granted, I try to be respectful when you drive by and put the blunt out. But you see it, you smell it, you know what it is. You got the fucking audacity. And, and the bitch next door, both of y'all mother white motherfuckers, at a time like this, to walk up on a nigga and to call the police on a nigga at a time like this? That's crazy. When y'all killing niggas for less than smoking a blunt? And you gonna walk up on me? Walked up on me, nigga. I'm out there, no pistol, nothing. I don't... 
unacceptable on the bitch next door. And look, my dog been shitting all in her yard. <laughs> Ever since she called the police, I'm telling he been shitting all in her yard. Even when he don't shit in her yard and he shit in Brandon's yard, I pick that shit up and toss it over into the bitch's yard because I'm petty like that. King Bay. Every time I see her outside, I say, you fat bitch, real loud. Anytime it's a door open around that motherfucker, she out there watering the plants, you fat bitch. Guess what she do? Go right back inside. But you done did it to yourself, bitch. You done made yourself uncomfortable because you tried to call the, you tried to put a hit out on a nigga. That's what calling the police is nowadays. You putting a hit out on a nigga. Hey, did you know the rock bought the XFL? Oh, that's about to be the shit. Are you bullshit? No. The rock bought the XFL. Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry, but go ahead with your oh, 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 oh. That shit about to be crazy, but yeah unacceptable bitch calling the police and the police to even just because we know you the neighbor you acting like i ain't never seen you and you ain't never seen me like i'm up to no good probably was nigga i was i was sitting out there smoking a blunt what could i possibly be doing being a nigga look (laughs) he's trying to make quota and shit and ain't i you know ain't no evidence ain't no evidence Besides this video right here. <laughs> but that's all my unacceptable is. Y'all motherfuckers is crazy out here. Don't to call the police. And I should, I wish I knew the bitch's name. I would say it live on the podcast so we can get the, the Instagram and the Twitter on this bitch. Somebody need to find out where Brandon live at. Don't find and out. And find the house next at. door and get the bitch's name. Nigga, did you say find out? <laughs> <laughs> and let's get this motherfucking bitch the fuck up. How about you just say Brandon? Go find out the girl next door's name. Hey. I'll, I'll do that shit. Hey, all I'm saying is bitch got to go. My unacceptable this week, um, I'm feeling a little indifferent this week, man. I, you know, uh, there's some shit rubbing me the wrong way. Um, it just is. Just rubbing me the wrong way. Thing number one, my brother said I need some sage. Probably do. Probably do. I feel like a nigga got some shit on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got some shit on me. And I'm trying to shake this one little 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 shits. And this myself is the unacceptable behavior this week. Me. Well, you know what? I'm glad you said it. <laughs> because I was gonna give it to you. But then I thought. No, this bitch called. That's way worse than anything that happened between me and my brother. I love my brother. Fuck this bitch. Uh, it probably ain't what you think it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that. Probably, it probably ain't what you think it is. But what you probably think it is, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, what I'm going to say is, I got to stop helping people out. I got to stop being there. I got to you know, take care of myself. Uh, it's unacceptable that people take kindness for weakness. You know what I'm saying? That's unacceptable. That, that, that's not right. If you, if you if you ask for some assistance or some help or this, that, and other, and somebody does that, give it back. Give it back. When I mean, you say you're going to give it back, give it back. So, it's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. Probably not what you thought it was gonna be. Hell no, that one I thought it was gonna be. God damn it, no, because <laughs> I'm I'm fine with that. Hold up, now can I get a little bit into it? I ain't gonna get too deep, but this nigga motherfucked me. 
Understand be bond, you gotta understand a couple things. One, don't do apologies. I feel like what happens, happens in that moment, whatever happened, whatever said, whatever's done. That don't mean it didn't happen. Wait a minute. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that it didn't happen, but it happened, so it's done. Number two, be bond says what the fuck he feels. If you feel like that motherfucked you. Then okay. Oh no 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 no! This wasn't no motherfucker by happenstance. This no. was a fuck you, fuck all of you. <laughs> this wasn't no happenstance, motherfucker. Listen, and we supposed to be? I thought we had was forming a little relationship and shit. We are, and nigga. This nigga, motherfuck you. I, I'm. You know what? <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> I'm taking my unacceptable back and gonna give it right back to Brandon because then he gonna get on here and say he giving himself unacceptable but not for motherfucking me because I said fuck you nigga nigga you motherfucker I didn't mother it anything. felt like a motherfucker <laughs> that's not what happened and, and really in the grand scheme of things if you felt like that fucking was towards you and everything. I mean, you said it right to me. No, I didn't, nigga. You was off in a quick cut somewhere. I just said, that's the way it's going to be. Fuck all y'all niggas. That's nah, what I said. nigga. We were sitting right next to each other. You said it the first few times. And then I was sitting off in the cut. And you got to saying it. You said it a few times. I did. Right? I was hurt. Uh-huh. I understand. I understand. Like I said, I understand. But you ain't have to motherfucking me. Even be there, damn. That ain't what this is about. That ain't what this about, though. Trying to smoke these things. I'm gonna kill him. 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 I'm gonna kill him.